it was funny. does look nice today. Your hair looks great. It's like it's got bounce. It does. It does have bounce. So, so you're doing good things with your hair. Madame. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and jump jump into it. Uh, if I uh, can. What, what time is it? Find my notes. I think. I think it's ten. I think it time. might be ten hat time. Ten hat time. Yeah, Tin Hat Time with uh, with Hannah and Megan. I'm Megan. And I'm Hannah. Yep. And it's it's time to jump into uh, the Puente Murder House. Uh, All right, Megan, taking us back. So yeah. a little bit of backstory on this one. Last week, you know, we did one kind of from my hometown. So mm-hmm. this one is a little close to home for you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so same same county right uh so it's probably one of i think sacramento's like most like notorious crimes right it's the one that a lot of people talk about which like there's some contest for notorious sacramento crimes because yeah it's uh, definitely it's definitely something we could probably do an entire episode on of like literally how many serial killers come out of what the the fuck is in the water in sacramento uh, probably jet fuel I don't know there's an air force air force base so like maybe there's like weird experiments going on like probably. there are legit bunkers um on the old air force base so Ooh, love um, a bunker anyways yeah um but, yeah but anywho uh so Dorothea Puente so she is famous for murdering um <laughs> I don't know why I laughed I don't know why it's not I giggled funny. like why it's not the funny. most weird like, nervous laugh it is. It is definitely a nervous laugh. Um, so, but she, she murdered nine people in her home and um, buried seven on her property. Um, and so um, Jesus. she, she has like a lot of nicknames and stuff, you know, the granny killer, whatever. Um, there's the death house, um, That's you know, that encouraging. That um, so she ran a boarding house. Like that was the main thing that, that she did. She ran a boarding house and then she preyed on, um, you know, people who were homeless, um, you know, had very minimal connections to the, to the outside world, as far as, you know, no family connections, um, yeah. you know, anything like that, mentally ill, um, all those types of people. Uh, that's who she preyed on. Right. So she had like a pretty like easy pickings, if you will, like victim pool like because there were people like no one's calling to look for where these people were like I did a little bit of research into it as well and it sounded like the boarding house that she ran was legitimately too good to be true because like she would cook meals for it you know like she would like take the people's like income checks and like give them a, a an allowance or whatever and like keep a little bit off for the running of the household yeah definitely I mean she until she painted herself as a great person in the, in the community. I mean, she yeah. would donate like, uh, you know, chunks of money to charities and like would go to these charity events and rub elbows with, you know, the hootie hoos or whatever of Sacramento. And so like social workers would actually Hoodie-hoos. give her, would give her, um, would give her what they considered more difficult cases. And she was like, cool, mm-hmm. the difficult ones are easy to kill. Nobody's um, going to notice that this random person is missing. God, that's, it's it's sad but it's also like it's a pretty bummer though um that but also and this killers do target people i don't like, know how to say this without coming off like a psycho person but like 
kind of smart. It is. I mean, like, if you have the need to kill and you want to make some money while you're doing it. She, she was a very smart yeah. woman. Um, mm-hmm. but that's, that's what made her so dangerous, right? Is that she yeah. knew exactly what she was doing. I mean, this is somebody though, that had a really rough upbringing, um, yeah. you know, uh, orphaned pretty young, um, just had a really rough childhood. Yeah. Um, and it kind of created her into the person she was. She had a really long crime history before she got to murder. And even then, you know, with the, you- how comfortable she was with the murders, it kind of makes yeah. you wonder, um, you know, how many, well, there's usually in, excuse me, in most serial killer stuff, yeah. right? There's, 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 there's an un- escalation. Like, yeah. There's, I think the serial killers are like the, the big criminals that you hear about and like that we're fascinated by. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually start, like, they don't start off with that kind of shit. And if it's the first thing on their record, then they were good at hiding stuff. But yeah. there's usually yeah. like, the petty theft like in that and like she had Dorothea Puente had a case like against her about like um poisoning an old man and robbing him like he said that he was drugged and he could see what she was doing yeah he couldn't do anything about it and it just and so that was that was the first time so that's when she went to jail right Mm -hmm. so that that is how that story started so she was doing this crime of cashing people's checks and so he you know saw her like actually saw her steal from him Mm -hmm. and so he called his social worker or whatever he's smart it probably saved his life um realistically and um so she gets caught gets convicted of five years serves three and while she is in um prison she gets a pen pal and so her pen pal, an older gentleman, and, you know, they established this, this friendship, lovers, whatever. And um, he waits outside. He's like the person to pick her up out of, out yeah. of prison. So he waits outside in and his red Ford truck. Yeah. And that's important, that's important for later. That's important to play later, kiddos. Um, yeah. So uh, waits outside with his red Ford truck. Um, you know, they end up moving in together all that sort of stuff. And then uh, about a year later, he disappears. Um, and the family continues to contact her like, hey, where is he? Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And she she just writes letters back saying, oh, he's sick. That's why he hasn't responded. Oh, he's just hanging out, you know. Yeah, I don't like, know why she's suddenly from Minnesota. I don't know either because she's from oh, Sacramento. Not, um, that's not what they sound like. They go, yeah. They sound like me. They sound like I was trying to not um, just like insult you because I know how it feels to have people make fun of your accent all the time. That's a great, the greatest part you, though about the West Coast. There just is no accent unless you're from Washington. Um, don't say that. Come on. But anywho, uh, so what happens is he disappears, right? And then around the time this guy disappears she hires um a younger guy ishmael flores um to build her a box to store books and she's gonna put them in you know her storage unit and so the box dimensions um are like six foot by like two foot by like three feet it's like it's like or two by two by two by six well i feel like six it's coffin shape. That's what we're getting. Three feet. 
it's math, you know, we were, I was educated in the Appalachians. You were educated in your living room. We yeah. do what we can. So anyway, we were dealt. Um, so basically she had um, a guy build her a coffin. Yes. So he built and her a coffin. not that long after prisoner pen pal. Red right? So it's like he, they, she's been out of prison for a year, right? Uh, he disappears. She hires somebody to build her um, this box and also to refinish some flooring in the house. Huh. Um, convenient. She, she doesn't pay. own this home. So like, it's a bit strange, but she's the, the considered the landlady too. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she essentially pays this guy for his services with uh, a red Ford truck. Um, yeah. And so, uh, which she said was a gift from a friend in LA or somebody, you know, somebody didn't need it anymore. And so Here, you take able... this truck. Thanks for building a coffin. I mean, a box. Yeah, exactly. For not and a body. This this dude did a lot of work for her, which was like really suspicious. Like either he didn't make the connections because she was mm-hmm. a sweet little old lady, or he was like willfully ignorant. Um, well, just because like she, they do a coffin shaped box, right? And then she convinces him, "Hey, help me take it to storage." And on the way to the storage place, she goes, oh, wait, actually, let's just dump it on this illegal dumping ground by the Sacramento River. And I so don't want this shit anymore anyway. They just dump it on the side of the road, which is really strange mm-hmm. considering you were originally going to store the books and now you're not. So that is also strange. Um, he also would dig holes for her in the yard for her to bury trash um, yeah which we speculated before it that doesn't make sense either because like no. if you go to the dump you still pay money um, yeah. and you would assume that somebody digging three foot uh holes um in the ground uh, would cost like, more than a dump like we said before mm-hmm. I don't know if he just you know this guy clearly was not asking a lot of questions no he wasn't looking very far into things beyond this little old lady has given me some money in a truck to do some stuff around the house and yard for her yeah Yeah, things smell weird but she's an old lady yeah exactly so it's it's like it's a very strange circumstance uh that you know he does this work for her um, I've seen some pictures of Dorothea Puente and I will find um, some more and I will put those up on our Instagram uh-huh. and um, she looks upsettingly like my darling Graham oh really oh my god well she just has that that's I mean her eyes are kind of dead but I also wonder if that's just because I know that she murdered yeah. seven or more people nine or more people nine Um, nine confirmed that she murdered right but more but more are possible yeah so she's very looking at her yeah you would be like oh miss dorothea needs a hand like i should be a good citizen today and help her out and she'll be like let's go across the street and get some gin and scratchies afterwards so she's like fun so how she got caught i think is a really interesting thing too and um you know the detective John Cabrera, who worked the case, he's in every documentary that I listen to or so watch. down. Like he literally accepted any anyone who wants Everything. to talk about it. He's like, I'm everything. There. 
like yes do it like oh did you were you talking about dorothy i was at yes i was at the murderess of say of of sacramento's home yeah i helped dig up i was pulling on it and i thought it was every time he yeah he tells the same story too every time so but how how um how she kind of got caught is a little bit weird. So, you know, the social worker, you know, kind of called or whatever, like, hey, so-and-so's missing, right? I need, mm-hmm. you know, need more of a welfare check, right? We need to go just question the landlady, like kind of like typical stuff yeah. that people have been missing. But then she also said you should bring shovels um, because there's been a lot of strange activity in the yard. And um, I thought that was a really odd thing. I only heard it in one podcast and I think it's in mm-hmm. What Makes a Killer. Um, okay. But uh, so I thought that was like an interesting thing. So that's why they brought shovels. So when they came to question her, they asked, hey, can we dig in the yard? And she's like, kind of like, I I don't know why, but sure. Right. Why the fuck? Like, so, so this happens and, you know, the, the detectives digging, whatever. Right. And he pulls up a human femur. Right. Um, and he, and he didn't know that story. Yeah. He didn't. He thought it was a tree root, and he yanked yep. and yanked and yanked, and yeah. there was it was a femur. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a, it was. So what what happens is I guess she had like a home alone reaction where it's just like oh my goodness, like hands to her face. Um, yeah, like, what did you terrifying. find in the yard? And this was a lady who was meticulous about the yard like it was a very well manicured yard so it Mm -hmm. wasn't like she wasn't in the yard digging around whatever um so it adds another layer of like interestingness but Mm -hmm. she says at one point oh I don't feel comfortable being here anymore I'd like to go down the street to get a cup of coffee and they just gonna pop down the street now she's southern and the people are just like oh well I get it, you know, like when you find a body in the backyard and like, I feel like they were probably like, I feel like reading somewhere or listening to a podcast, maybe on my favorite murder, even though I feel like Karen and Georgia would be horrified to be listed as like a, a source. <laughs> but um, Wikipedia is also they were like, so it's what? not a college paper, who cares? Yeah, no, fuck it. Um. But like she was like, oh goodness, everything. Oh my my heavens! I'm gonna pop to the to the hotel down the street and get some get some coffee. Coffee should happen now, uh huh. And they're just like, okay, all right. And then she just was like, pew pew pew. Yeah, just fucked off right to L.A. Yeah, she literally immediately called a cab when she got down to the hotel to have a yeah, cup of coffee. She's like, just gonna get, and get like, some coffee. Yeah. You fellas want anything from the place? I'll be right back. <laughs> Three black with two with cream. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Aww. I mean, she's a smart lady, but not smart enough to not drink at a bar with a dude who then recognized her later and called the cops. Immediately, so. the second she got to L.A., yeah, she's I, like, I, I need think, to find the sketchiest even- bar. I think she wasn't even gone for like 72 hours or something like it was it was a very short time that she had escaped um but anywho so you know she gets caught um she pleads not guilty she gets convicted of three murders um mm-hmm. and then the other six end up um getting labeled a mistrial because it's essentially a hung jury hung jury yeah um which is crazy like how do you I say feel like yes she murdered say- three but not the other six but the other like, six don't count i, I don't i don't i don't get it like but anyway 
Like, so, obviously, we didn't read the court transcripts, so maybe there was insufficient evidence, or there was... I just don't see how you can have reasonable doubt. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, I I don't I don't understand. Like, I definitely wish that like get some of the jurors would be in like one of these podcasts or documentaries. But it's very interesting. I don't know if you're allowed to after you've been a juror. Like, there's a certain amount of time that has to pass, and then you you can. Yeah. Yeah, I was just so, kind of musing that in my head, but I didn't know, so I didn't want to say anything. So we'll let you be wrong. Um, I I'm pretty sure, unless it's one of those things of like hung jury or something. Because I remember watching some documentary a while ago about there, it and they had jurors on but maybe it I was mean, at least she was she was convicted enough to be sent away for life in prison correct yes so she got life without parole um life without parole yeah is is what she got and um so you know after after that happens um she <laughs> she writes a cookbook <laughs> later Later on, she writes a cookbook. So if that's you, just so upsetting. If you if you want to cook with a serial killer, is that that's the, the title? Is cooking, is cooking with a serial killer? Oh uh, no! Oh so no! I think she you're not that, allowed like, to be pithy about yourself when you're a serial killer. Like what? that's not. I don't like it. I think what's weird about the fact that she wrote that cheese while we're too, recording. Oh, you're you're okay. But it's just like if if like she very adamantly denied like the entire time she was alive that that she didn't do it Mm -hmm. but she wrote a book called cooking with a serial killer so it's just Mm -hmm. a little bit like this is like that oj book right of Mm -hmm. if i did it like and it's just like come on dude like i don't know It's funny. It's funny. But and this, would this be a double jump? Je- no, because three is enough to make you a serial killer officially. So I thought I two. never mind. No, but it's anyway. three. It's three kills with a cooling off period in between. Oh, well, uh, well, okay. And the cooling off period can be like super short, can it? Um, I feel like there's like berserker periods. There's also some killers who have had like a double incident, like Jack the Ripper, the Night Stalker, um, Ted Bundy had his double incident, um, but they're sprees. Yeah, they also like can go into like a, a berserker kind of a thing where they like when Ted Bundy was in Florida, that was his berserker rage thing. Yeah. So maybe his him. double incident. I think it could be the same thing. I don't. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so after Dorothy is convicted, help. all that right. Um, the home turns over quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we Why? don't have a lot of history in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think because, you know, they're probably weren't online and we did all of our research online because neither of us are in Sacramento. So um, no. also why would we go to Sacramento? Pretty, pretty much. So no offense, Sacramento. Look um, into your hearts. Sacramento Sacramento is cool and awful at the same time and I think a lot yeah. of people who spent a tremendous amount of time in Sacramento can attest that there are very interesting things about Sacramento but sometimes it just sucks so well I um, remember when we went out to eat in Sacramento Sac Town which is hideous yeah I hate it. um but is so appropriate but we went out to that like cute little breakfast place that was like a block away from yeah. the Puente house and yeah. it's like yeah, that place used to be a pretty shitty neighborhood and area, 
and it's still kind of is still a little bit rough so like f street Mm -hmm. and like that whole that whole like i think it's technically considered like midtown Mm -hmm. um it's it's definitely kind of sketchy. You know, there's a large homeless population. I think population that speaks to how she was use, yeah, um, able to get away with her shit for as long as she was is because she was in a underserviced area of town. She was working with an underserviced people. Like there's just not the resources, unfortunately, in our country. So like when people started investigating even lightly into her, they just yeah, don't have yeah. the resources to look into poor elderly people who have gone missing exactly and so don't have anybody pushing them yeah so like now now that neighborhood has definitely come up a little bit um you know they've definitely cleaned it up a little bit but knowing sacramento it's like one street over it can probably still be like super shitty oh no i remember when we were walking and we had to park one street over and i was like yeah, it's Don't definitely step on that hypodermic needle there, Deluca. It's it's Careful. definitely like a little sketchy, um, for sure. Like I used to go there as a teenager. We would, we would, obviously you can't go inside of someone's private property, and we were goody goodies. But um, we'd go down to Rick's Dessert Diner. So shout out to Rick's. Um, it's like a late night dessert diner, and so you'd go down there, and then like you know me and my friend Kelly would drive past the house and just oogle at the murder house like yeah a lot yeah. of a lot of people do that um, did you ever get vibes while you were there um I mean it's a creepy Victorian house so you know it's like that Victorian it's it's like I can't remember what the official like style of the home is but it's somewhere it's in like pre-California like, bungalow yeah so it's like it's like sort of a Tudor sort of a craftsman home uh sort of smashed together those words mean things to me yeah yeah it's called you know being older and like being in architecture so you're just into houses I love I have I love the fact that I'm gonna rent for the rest of my life because I don't give a fuck but anywho so this house eventually you know it's kind of juggled around whatever uh it goes to auction um goes goes to auction and is sold to uh Tom Williams and uh Barbara Holmes um and they get it for 215,000 which was like a screaming deal it's a steal and like the house is now now in you know 2021 worth like close to 700,000 so I mean huge bump um but the reason the reason though this house has been able to stay around for so long though um is that it's a historic home so it, so they couldn't you know, tear it down they literally were not allowed to tear it down whereas like you look in the past of like you know um serial John Wayne Gacy's house exactly right like yeah. that one is teared torn down like most serial killer homes or like where like these really grisly things happen they, they tore down, down where H.H. Holmes murdered castle was but that also could have been in the name of progress but I think it was because everyone was creeped out well I'm sure part of that too is it was a hazard because of all of his like secret rooms and stuff and like that's like literally like the whole place was a death trap post office now yeah that's upsetting and somehow feels right but like do you think they have like H.H. Holmes like post like stamps and stuff do you think he like stands in the corner in his little bowler hat and it's just like my hell is being trapped in this in this terrible the people home. he terrible murdered. yeah yeah that's well, it's just in a post office that's possible 
So, I've never had a happy moment in a post office. You know, there's there's a theory, right, though, that like where serial killers and all that, where they murder the most, right, they get tied back to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, supposedly, according to uh, the nephew of the homeowners uh, on Ghost Adventures, um, <laughs> he he's talking to the Ghost Adventures crew. And oh, damn it. Um, he, he mentioned that supposedly activity in the home, as far mm-hmm. as like ghosty stuff, weird, weird stuff happening, um, it increased in 2011 when Dorothea died in prison. Because like, I feel like as somebody who is like really into ghosts, mm-hmm. I grew up in a haunted house. We're going to talk about that a lot on this, um, but you don't have to have died in a place to have that connection there. And I feel like the acts that she committed in that house, the rage that she would have felt and like, even like the weird creepy not rage. I don't know what's scarier. If just, if she was super angry or if she was like- Devoid of all emotions. Yeah, like, like which one, like, they're both scary in different ways. Um, yeah. I would assume, I would assume she was an angry person, right? Angry at the, mm-hmm. the cards that life had dealt her and all of yeah. that, you know? And like, she thought she was getting hers, you know? Like, yeah, she, was she felt like she deserved it. She felt yeah. very narcissistic and entitled like a lot of other serial killers are. Yeah, ex- um, extremely narcissistic, an extreme narcissist. Narciss- I can't say the word. God, we're pretty though, aren't we? Narcissist. Let's just say she was a She was a narcissist. Um, but, uh, you know, they, they say that, you know, just weird stuff started happening. Um, the, the homeowners moved in their, uh, one of the elderly mothers, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was the wife's elderly mother. Yeah, I believe so. And so she's 92 and she supposedly, uh, sees or saw, I'm not sure if she's still alive, um, would see Dorothea in her room and um at the end of her bed um yeah and to make it even creepier like you know the the theme that you hear from the detective from Mm -hmm. the 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 old lady 92 year old lady um, and other people is psychics that one of the things she would do she would smile but she would never smile with her eyes so it was like really like just This is excellent audio content. We're currently yeah, smiling, we're smiling without, without our without eyes. Our eyes. <laughs> we're doing the opposite of smizing, which is what Tower Banks taught us to do. But all yeah. I can picture right now is like is that lady like curled up in her little bed and then waking up and there's like this demonic old woman just standing there like with gigantic eyes because that's scarier to picture. And, like this yeah. great big yeah. smile. He's just like standing there like, you. Yeah, like you're thinking like the Cheshire cat version of Dorothea. Well, I was um if we're being honest, I was thinking more of Buffy, the um the gentleman with their great big teeth. Okay. Um we're not gonna have this fight on a podcast. We're not gonna do it, Megan. I'm not gonna open you up to that. Buffy's um, a terrible show. Anywho, um <clears throat> so so the 92-year-old lady sees Dorothea, but you know, we don't really have a lot of, uh, you know, paranormal investigations in this house. Like the homeowners are very clearly yeah. pretty private. Like they, well, the fucked up thing is that they, let me rephrase that, where they fucked up 
was that the first person that they allowed into their home to paranormally investigate the place was that goddamn baggage. And like, oh, it's probably just he he offered that he had to have offered them a wad of cash. Like, he is the worst. I'm sorry. Like, I know, like, I shouldn't talk. I try not to talk shit. I read the four agreements and I try not to. I do. <laughs> I, I, I know. And I mean it. I do. I try not to talk shit. But Zach Baggins, I, you stole 45 minutes of my life, Zach. 42. It's 42 minutes. 42 minutes. Well, I had to hit pause at one point to go get another glass of wine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Zach Baggins. Um, Bring he, shame upon the name of Baggins. Let's just say he overacts a little bit. So he claims, I don't know if he claims necessarily, but he 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 has what? feelings, like psychic feelings. And like, I can get down. Fuck you, ghost. I'm not scared of you. Oh, <laughs> you're just an old lady. You can't I, push me over because I'm Zach Baggins <laughs> and my glasses don't mean anything. They're just thick and heavy because my... Because I have small eyes, which is not a problem. I'm, like, I'm gonna hide them behind these glasses that I don't need. Brr. I don't know why it bugs me so piece. badly. And I'm trying to like backpedal and not be like a total like twat face. Well, at least at least he doesn't dress anymore exactly like the whole entire male cast of Jersey Shore. But he definitely used to, like with the bedazzled jeans and like he just tinties. Um, he just but now he's moved to douchey hipster with his oversized glasses that are too thick. They're like they're too thick. Yours are oversized, but they're like a fun statement. You they're know, not and like, really. They're like he's trying. I have to have my carry purple carry Harry Potter glasses. glasses. No, he's like he's like but his glasses thick. look like Harry Carey glasses. He looks like John List. Yeah, I just, I just, he's just a bad per. Well, he's not a bad person. He's not right? a bad person. He's just yeah, irritating. I will give him that. Like we're talking about it. Yeah. So I mean, like you know he's, we're he's talking pretty- about him. We're we have thirty three views on a YouTube video, and he has twenty six fucking seasons. Yeah, I think he's an energy vampire. I think that when you watch an episode of Ghost Adventures and you just feel unutterably annoyed by Zach Baggins, mm-hmm. you're just like he he gets that feeling where he knows that he has like taken your energy and he's like, yeah, yeah, I should go to more historic places and scream at spirits. Yeah, which is like rude, and I'm sorry. <laughs> like I said a second ago, I'm gonna no, I'm going off on a rant here. And it's just gonna happen. And I'm sorry that if you, if anybody out there is listening to this and like Zach Baggins, what I need you to do is to go into your bathroom and close the door. I need you to look into your mirror and see if you can like stand being with yourself for longer than 10 seconds. Just make eye contact because something's wrong up here. And like, or in, like talk to a therapist. In other words, I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, Zach Baggins is a handful. Um, to, He's a to- block-headed brace girdle from Hard Buttle hard bottle he doesn't deserve the name of baggins yeah that's the that's the I lord of the rings baggins. quote i don't i don't understand but anywho um so they bring in what he claims in multiple <laughs> episodes too they bring in supposedly world-renowned psychics yeah right and i googled them and they have a facebook page <laughs> but excellent they I, I don't think that they're necessarily world-renowned um but they they had some compelling stuff, right? And and right. they have good reviews on Google. They only have like one bad review. And I'm gonna say something that I hate to have to say out loud. Mm-hmm. 
The ghost adventurers brought forth some compelling evidence, in my humble opinion, that there could be spirits in the Puente F Street house. Um, Zach Baggins sitting on that couch or on the bed downstairs and pretending like he was poisoned or drugged and then falling off the couch, like watching him face plant into the floor was great, but we're not, I'm, I'm done. It was, it was comical, right? So yeah, he, he pretended, uh, he said that he felt drugged. He felt like he was 5,000 pounds and then like slowly fell off the bed. Um, it was pretty comical. Like, honestly, like, I wonder if he watches that film and like cringes, but I hope, um, so. I hope that he's grown. The big thing that those the psychics talked about um, is that, you know, so it's a couple and they work together um, and one of them draws, one of them like communicates with the spirits. Yeah, and, and they draw the... They're walking through the house and he stops in a hallway at one point and he goes, I, I don't know why I just stopped, right? I just mm-hmm. stopped. Like there's, there was something here before um, that was not here before like or there's 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 something something there that wasn't there before or there's something there was there's no longer something that used to be there yes exactly thank you thank you thank you for clarifying but um essentially what it good what what it comes out as is that um supposedly there was a wall there pre-remodel and that was not public knowledge. It was something mm-hmm. that nobody would have publicly known. It's not yeah. something they can Google. Um, they, you know, after these psychics left, they even looked at the the walls and the floor to see if there's like any indication yeah. that like, you know, and a there steam no or anything, steam, there was nothing. Anything. There was no way that he would have known that there was a wall there. Um, and even the, the detective talked to them too. And he's like, yeah, it's weird. You know, there used to be a wall here. So that's how they knew that info. So there's a wall there. That, that is pretty compelling, you know, and supposedly the spirit that he communicated with was killed on the other side of the wall. Um, so that is part of what makes it, you know. I got goosebumps a little bit. And it's yeah, a bummer that it was Zach Baggins. Like, yeah, that show would be so much more watchable without him. Agreed. Agreed, but, but they, they also like so they, they really have out, compelling evidence, right? Like, like the Oculus sense. thing or uh, Ovulus, I think it was Ovulus. Ovulus, Ovulus. I think something. I believe that's what it's called. I keep getting it wrong, but um, it's a tool that they use that um picks up essentially uh, it's like a speak and say, like a spiritual speak. It has, yeah, it has like yeah. a bunch of words programmed into it. And the way that it works is that like it gives off a frequency and so allegedly the spirits can tap into it and make certain words appear on the screen. So in this episode of Ghost Adventures, to save you, dear listeners, from having to watch it, they are in different places in the house and they turn on the ovulus. It just feels like something where you would check to see if you're pregnant. I was just about to say, it sounds like something sounds like Rhino has, like that it's like, oh, and then the ovulus, you know, yeah. like, yeah, and then like all the boys snicker and like, oh, we know that's what we're saying. We're saying something and we're not actually saying the correct word, but no, we're absolutely not saying the correct word. Never once, not one time. But, so they pull out this thing and they're in different places on the property. Um, at one point they're outside um, and then they're in the kitchen and it says things like, like it brings up the word 15. So I guess the number 15. It's, I think one of them follows it up with like, 
um, victims or people or something, right? Something to indicate that it was 15 buried, 15. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that to me is really interesting. Like, but again, like I, uh, I come from it from this place of, I want to believe, but until I have ruled out all other things, like, I just don't know if, it's one of those things that there was knows something how where they, like, somebody like fake. if the producer is typing it off to the side but well exactly so you don't know how unprompted it is it is like a compelling thing to think that, that it, she could have killed 15 people like and she I really like could have if any place has the right to be haunted mm-hmm. it is that place what is it 1426 f street yeah 1426 absolutely yeah. like i i think that's definitely like one yeah, of those things like if, if you think about the fact that she was poisoning the dude who first got her caught for tax fraud it makes yep. you wonder how many people she potentially killed before that like yeah she like how many people who stood in her way that she got rid of exactly like there was you know enough of a supply of people you know yeah. that she could definitely have gotten away with it i don't think it's an unreasonable stretch for her to have killed six other people especially if she was taking the bodies off property right yeah like because like with that one thing where like um homeboy mcgee yeah he made her the bot like i'm sorry why doesn't this guy feel like remotely i don't know it's i just feel like that guy i i think that there's some credence to the idea that maybe dorothea had an An assistant yeah. yeah, and it was that guy, but I also could see maybe if he was like some handsome simpleton who, like, I don't know if like simpleton's Ted. a word I can like, say anymore, like Ted the Blacksmith. Like, like Ted the Blacksmith. <laughs> it's her own Ted the Blacksmith, and he's like, well, hey there. Hey there, Miss Dorothea. Uh, Would you like me to build a box? I can carry that box for you. Don't you, don't you worry. You're pretty. I can build that. that. <laughs> yeah, I love making that joke. Um, you but, do that all that I could fix that. I'm like, stop it, Megan. That was a heartfelt, like that was one of the first times I like cried in a book. Yeah. But you know, to to kind of like um I guess sort of close on the thought that you know the house has every right to be haunted, right? Like it is yeah. extremely likely that it is usually places of uh violence or whatever tend to be haunted. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, like I grew up in a haunted house and as far as we can tell, there was nothing violent in connection to the home, perhaps in connection to the land, but like the, what? Your home, right? Your, your yeah, my mom's house in North, in North Carolina. Um, I almost said the city and I decided not to at the last moment, Um, but it, it was a haunted house. Like we, like my siblings and I all saw like the same couple of ghosts growing up there there were weird vibes that was the first place where I played with a Ouija board like an exceptional dumbass do not play with Ouija boards like I'm just going to throw this out there to anybody who might be listening and might think to themselves oh this will be fun I'm gonna pull out a Ouija board and we'll talk to my great grand and it'll be a good time no it it would be interesting to do though in Dorothea's house. So under no circumstances, no. But um, I will not be a part of any adventure in which you pull out a Ouija board, particularly if we're at the site of a gruesome murder. Or supposedly, where, like, supposedly though, the homeowner said that the first year they lived in a house, somebody did a séance in front idiot. of their house. Fucking new. So and they said it no, weirded them out. No, but it's it's not strange. engaged. They 
because you don't know what's actually poking through. You could find it, it could be an elemental masquerading and something. And like pretending to be a more benign spirit so it can gain access into this realm. Like we, you just don't know. And you're not, frankly, nobody out there, like you're just, you're not powerful enough. Unless, and unless you're confident with energy work, right? It's not something, if you can't control your own energy, right? It's not something to pursue. Yeah. But it, it's interesting. I think one of the interesting things though about the the Puente house is the fact that the, the homeowners very clearly are skeptics, but the people around them have definitely experienced something in the mm-hmm. home. You know, like- yeah that's the thing it's like there's there's enough history that warrants you know you know something's going on right there's there's got to be weird shit that goes on in that house yeah so i mean like like i was saying before i went off on a rant like my mom's house was definitely haunted but there wasn't even any like connection that any of us could find in the research that we did for a reason for it yeah Um, Yeah. other than the home builder guy died there like late in his life from natural causes yeah so that warranted a haunting like I can't imagine what a like what location with that much just energy right like it's like energy and like bad karma and like negative energy for sure like anger and rage or like just like disassociation from human life and how much it matters like yeah it's got to create something yeah. If a girl, like, if, like, a teenage girl starting her period can create a poltergeist, what the fuck is in that house? Uh, yeah. Huh. Or just teenagers going through hormonal things. Yeah, I mean, teenagers be teenagers. But, yeah, so. Yeah, they're the fucking worst and they cause poltergeist. But, yeah. Anywho. Uh, our verdict, Dorothea Puente's house, definitely haunted. Definitely um, haunted. There's. Um, too much there for it to not be haunted i feel Um, like we're not gonna get another opportunity to have some sort of a ghost show go there because of the sour taste that zach baggins left in the homeowner's mouth rightfully Um, so and that's all speculation we don't know that that's the case but we can just assume no maybe zach is a really nice person who is doing like and it's like all a presentation like it's all just like a character that he's playing um my studio zachary uh, as a community theater actress let's trade the scene again is that the take you want to go with yeah he definitely he definitely needs to get some some acting classes or something and just be more convincing so but one more take you know? Zach Baggins' involvement in it definitely makes you kind of question lots of things. The legitimacy of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I so, understand that that's my issue. Yeah, well, it's everyone's issue who has common sense around Zach yeah, Baggins. For sure. But anywho, um, um, you know, it is it is uh, interesting. So yeah, I think that, that, that and that location... Hopefully somebody gets to to, you know, explore, I think the paranormal side of it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be very interesting. Yeah. Um, it, shit, just to dig up the yard again. So uh, I was about like, what I was going to say is like that location is a place I would really like to go to. Yeah. I would like to see it for myself. Like I fancy myself, somebody who can pick up on ghosty haunty things. Like I feel like we've had some experiences together. Yeah. We that definitely sort of that. stuff yeah um living next to a graveyard together we'll do that so oh my god yeah um, and 
I think I would be interested in doing a firsthand thing. I don't know that's ever going to happen. But yeah, I know I'm satisfied with saying that I feel like this place is haunted. Yeah. I think there's, you know, that's probably the vibe of the whole block, honestly. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's such an old neighborhood and all that on top of the murders, right? That, right. You know, there's got to be some stuff going on. Plus, I mean, you think about like, you know, the fact that there's probably still bodily fluids and blood in the wood, right? So there's still like a literal connection, a physical connection for some of those people um, to be connected to the property itself. So that's upsetting to think about. Um, yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's sad. So, but we just went from like a cleanliness standpoint. Oh, well, I'm sure they sanded some of it away, you know, refinishing the floors, but hopefully, but I don't know, like that, that's just love. I would love to find out that there was like some sort of a ghost story where there was a place where they had always sanded away the stain, but it came back. I love that shit, man. You should, you should just write a short story about it. That's what should happen. Well, there's, there's a haunted church near my hometown where there's a blood stain. But like it, I don't know. Maybe I like it. I hope so. I believe. Yeah. I, I, I believe in in this instance. Like I think that I it's it's hard not to. But even a thing called love. Anywho, um, thank you to everyone for joining us. Oh uh, yeah, um, hats on. Um, you let's know, plug our places. Where are we, Megan? We are on. Uh, sorry, I just asked you where you were, and I'm going to interrupt you. We're on. <sighs> instagram at tin hat time podcast uh tiktok tin hat time um and then we are also on youtube and then uh very soon we will be on anchor as well yeah um we're looking into that we will up we'll update everybody all 34 of you out there who care um when we have more information um but yeah we'll also uh include the links to this info in our youtube uh video so it'll be in the bio yes. um, yeah or just information. i'm not going to link it yeah. but you guys can copy and paste into google so um but anywho you're not um, your own shit we're not here to be your mother exactly um, and on that we'll end yeah tonight. so thank you guys for joining us yeah, thanks uh, for joining us at 10 hat time if you have any sort of an alien experience a ghost encounter or a strange conspiracy you'd like to hear us cover dm us at the 10 hat time podcast on instagram or send us an email email at 10 hat time podcast at gmail.com so yep you definitely love to hear anyone's stories yeah Um, love to hear your personal stories give us some reader mail to end on yeah we'll read your shit yeah send us your stories and we'll read them so yeah, um, man. definitely love to hear it so um thanks again and uh yeah yeah it's great to we'll figure out a good sign off later yeah it's just stop 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 <laughs> okay. it